people will not want to hear it. Oh no. I love Sam's hot takes. These are great. What is it? Who is it? Hi everyone. I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Crunchime. We got episode number 35 today for you all. If you're new to Crunchime, I'm Mikey and I'm joined by Sam and our friend Jack. How you guys doing? We're very good. Um, doing good. How about you? Chilling. A lot of stuff in the sports world. Um, all right. Today's episode, I thought we'd you know get into the crazy week of injuries in the NFL week two, which was bizarre. And also, obviously, we're in the con- conference finals of the NBA, so we're going to break it down with something that I find very interesting, especially because today there was um, information that was released after game seven of the Clippers um, Nuggets that Paul George gave a speech saying he wants to stay with these guys and there were a lot of eye rolls. So there's a lot to talk about regarding the future of the Clippers. So Sam, let's start it off with some of the notable injuries from the NFL this past weekend and just tell me what that means for some of their teams, especially some of the big guys. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the three biggest, like, injuries in the NFL, undisputably. Number one, Saquon Barkley, out for season, torn ACL. I think that's a huge loss for uh, already a pathetic Giants team, if you ask me. I think they win three games if they're lucky this season, and they improve their offensive line in the draft. I think they definitely got better, but it still has some pretty big holes. I think that's one. Two, Christian McCaffrey out four to six weeks. I think that you could say that four to six weeks isn't that long of a time. However, the Panthers are a team that is kind of in the hunt now that they're like seven teams going to the playoffs from each conference. So I think they were like a bubble team to begin with. And now this just obliterates any chances of them making the playoffs. That's what I'm going to say about Yeah, especially considering how difficult their division is. I don't think they have much of a chance to begin with. Anything. like slight setback just gives their hopes like they're gone. They were ready and they were yeah. ready, had low chances and this kind of just wipes them out entirely. And the third is Nick Bosa. That is very substantial. And this puts the Niners, I think from a contender from the top of that division, all the way down to my favorite to come in dead last in the division. And okay. that's not just Bosa. I think it's Bosa, Garoppolo, Sherman. Well, Mostert and Sal, yeah. the combination of the five of them is just – I think, is, yeah. yeah. Piggybacking off that, I think the biggest L of the weekend was the 49ers. What you just said, I'm a little bit confused about because last podcast you said you think the Niners are going to come in last. Maybe I misheard you, but – No, no, you're completely right. I just think they were still a contender. Don't they get were. It's, it's still very early in the season. Anything it's still too early, but – any, if you look at yeah, contender at this stage, besides like I would say ten teams, like including the Jets, Giants, Jags, um, I'd say, but most teams that have you know some talent on their roster have a, they're contenders at this point in the game. The Niners, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of, but like at the end of the day, before all the injuries, they were still contenders. They're coming off. That's why injuries. I think that's why I think the Niners took the biggest L of the weekend injury because they lost Nick Bosa. Garoppolo, there's a lot of uncertainty about. Mostert, there's a lot of uncertainty about. And oh, and uh, Coleman is out. Excuse me. And so now I think Solomon. I think, and I think Solomon Thomas as well, right? Oh yeah, he's done. He, so there's a lot of an MCL for Solomon Thomas. That's a huge loss right there. That's a that's a very big loss. And, um, oh, and get me wrong, they, they're already missing Richard Sherman, who's out of. Oh, and Debo Debo Samuel too. The 49ers are in bad luck. Jack, Jack, I want to bring you into the conversation here. What do you think the future – What well, 
what like let's just get into their division a little bit with the NFC West because you got Kyler who's playing phenomenally right now. The Seahawks, who many thought were going to win the division. So, what are your thoughts on how the NFC West is going to finish this year? Obviously, it's a stacked division. So, give me your thoughts. I still have the Seahawks winning. They're obviously, I believe, the best team in the NFC. I believe my opinion. The Rams have showed up this year, especially defeating the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, and obviously, the Niners are obviously pretty much all injured. Bosa, Moster, Garoppolo. Yeah. And obviously, Cardinals have proved themselves as a legit contender. I still think they still have time to improve. Obviously, Washington's not really of a good team. And the Niners didn't have Kittle in their first week. And I think D. Ford was also injured that week. So, I think maybe they can at least finish third in their division at best. But I think anything else. Both of you, you guys both have the Seahawks winning? Yeah, I do, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than most people think. I think the Cardinals okay. right now are yeah. one of the teams to beat. In the NFL. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I think that the Cardinals... I don't think they're going to be able to pull this off because I'm going to take Russell Wilson's experience over Kyler Murray. But I really think that this is going to go down to the, like, I don't know if any of these teams is going to finish with a phenomenal record, but if there's like nine and seven, 10 and six, 11 and five, and there's like solid records that are going to be competing because, because like why I, the reason why I say maybe one of them won't finish with a phenomenal record, like, you know, a 12 and four, 13 and three is because each team plays six games in their division. And none of those games, in my opinion, is ever an automatic win because even the Rams, even an injured Niners team is not a body. Yeah, and it's sports. Anything can happen. So there's no guarantees. Jack, I think you brought up a really interesting point about the Rams just playing really well against the Eagles this week. And I want to bring something up about the Eagles. I think the Eagles, if they continue to play the way they're playing, they win three games this year. I know that sounds crazy, but I think stuff will get better. At the moment, it can't get any worse. But okay. think that's where they're heading. I'm going to say they're going to go three games. That's Wait, that's not a lot. That's, that's a little. That's no, very no, no. low. That's the very low. Playing, I think they'll they get still have better. a good defense. No, I think. Yeah, they do have a good defense. I, no, I, listen, I think the way they're playing, they'll go three and 13. But stuff can't get any worse. They're at rock bottom. And when you're at rock bottom, there's yeah. only one way. Uh, so I think I'm going to say they go 6-10. and 10, And that's still pretty okay. pathetic, if you ask me, considering they have Washington. They play, yeah. twice. They play the saquon list Giants twice, mm-hmm. which should be a bye week for most teams in the NFL. <laughs> and, and you play an average Dallas team, as average as they come. Dallas is an eight and eight team in any other. They they're an eight and eight team. Uh, the, I don't know, man. They should not. They should not win games allowing forty points in the NFL. If they okay, were well, any true. other but, in the yeah. NFL, they would have lost last week. Say what you want against Dak, but you cannot allow twenty-one unanswered points to start a game. And if you were playing against any other team in the NFL, that game's over by the third quarter. Luckily, well, the, yeah, the, the, Falcons, the Falcons. The Falcons are on. You secondary known to mankind. So that's yeah. the only reason it was a still a game, and Dak could throw his way back into that game. I got, I got twenty eight and three. I got twenty eight to three vibes again when there was that giant comeback again. That was just depressing oh, to watch. But going back to what you said about the Eagles, another loss this week was Isaac Simolo. You got anyway one of the one of the guards. He's probably the best man on their O line. You know, already terrible O line in my opinion. No, they had a good O line, but 
Peters, Kelsey, they're all uh they're all gone. I think that's what I mean. That's why. Gone. Now I mean, if we look at the pieces from the Eagles, they're slowly starting to run away. I agree. He's injured I with agree. a knee injury. Their 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 defensive line is weak. Yeah. The only bright spot on their roster at the moment is Miles Sanders coming back from an injury. I mean, I, I guess, think, but that's not looked, enough. He looked phenomenal this week, if you ask me. I think I still think Boston Scott is good. I still think obviously have Fletcher Cox and Yeah, but Boston Scott's not enough to win games. He's a backup running back at best. I think Miles Sanders is the only guy on that team who's gonna win them games at the moment. I mean, I think Ertz has to step up. He's been nowhere to be found. Goddard Goddard's good, but he's not inconsistent, probably. Yeah, he's so inconsistent. Uh I mean he scored a ton of fantasy points last week. This week, he was nowhere to be found. And the receivers just stink. Yeah. They flat out stink. Preach, bro. Um, Jack, one of the things I want to bring up now is, well, obviously, I know I meant to mention this before in the podcast, but um, prayers up to James White. Um, that is absolutely devastating. You know, minutes before the, you go on the field and you find out your parents are involved in a fatal car accident. So our prayers to James White, um, wishing him the best. Jack, I know you posted on one of your Instagram pages about him. He has obviously, you know, a great player in the NFL. So this is really sad to see. But, you know, another injury right before the game, not really an injury, but let's look at let's talk about Tyrod Taylor. It was, in my opinion, it's a why are you laughing? What what is it's it's I, mysterious. I've, I've never it's, seen in my Okay, so he did his pregame. He was he was healthy in his pregame and then Right before they announced, see, this is like weird though, because, and I'm actually kind of concerned because something with the ribs they're saying, they don't really know anything about it. But I saw a bright side of this. Justin Herbert got the start. Whatever happened to this team, it gives them an excuse to put in Herbert. Herbert looked phenomenal. Yeah, he really did. Jack, what do you think about Justin Herbert? This happened to Tyrod Taylor of Baker Mayfield when he got replaced. And I just remember really feeling like, all right, it's going to happen to Tyrod again. Herbert. Obviously, Chiefs are in, like, strong defense, but he put up good numbers and almost won them the game. So, I mean, I was impressed. Shocking. Yeah. He looked far better than Burrow did in his opening day. That's true. Wait, but can we talk about, just going back to that Chiefs-Charger game, Harrison Butker, I did not know this man can kick. He hit, like, 358-yard field goals in that game. Two of them counted, one of them didn't. But, like, just, like, a complete side note, I was watching that game. I was blown away. But... You know, one of the other teams that I want to bring up before we get into the Clippers, before we get into the basketball side, I want to bring up the Denver Broncos because there were mixed expectations about the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke sprained his AC joint um, in his shoulder. Uh, who else is out? Cortland Sutton tore his ACL. He's out for Obviously the year. Obviously, Von we- Miller. Von Miller. Um, Jerry Judy has a big opportunity this year. But without Drew Locke being there, I think it's going to be a tough season for the Broncos. What do you guys like? How, how what what do you guys see their record being at the end of the year? I feel bad. I honestly feel bad. They, they six and ten, seven and nine. No, okay, so it's still okay. Well, six and they ten, and good, seven and nine. They still have good. They still have a good running back duo out of Lindsey and Gordon. Lindsey's going to come back from injury too. Let's not sleep on him. This is this is what it all depends on when Locke comes back. If Locke's done for the season, which I don't think he will be. That team could kiss their season goodbye. But assuming he comes back in yeah. four to five weeks, which he's supposed to, I think, I'd say they have a fine end to the season and win like six out of their last eight games. I'd say they go, yeah, I'd say seven and nine. That should be a good, 
good for them. That's fair. I like but that. Yeah. Out of the season, they, they no, lose. I don't think Lock. I don't think Lock's gonna be out of the season. It says. I mean, well, I read some sources. It said around two to six weeks. If there's like a setback, two to six, yeah, like two to six weeks. It's not. If that there's bad. a setback, it's going to be longer. But hopefully, there's not. But Injuries I think it's just begin with. Let's not forget he missed a lot of last season because of injury. Yeah, so, I think it's just disappointing think in general. I think they're going to lean towards the six week because I've been I've been hearing rumors that he's coming back after the bye week, and that's week nine. So that might okay. be. So that's gonna, I think they're going to take the longer approach because. At the moment, they're not really contenders, so... I think it's safe to say that now, like, the Broncos... Maybe they were going to be in playoff contention this year. I think they're out of it now. Unless some miracle happens, but, you know, they got rid of Flacco. Who's their backup quarterback? Do they have a solid option? Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll did not look good yesterday. Okay, well then, I think... Six and ten, seven and nine, I think is fair for the Broncos. I I think they might even pick up a quarterback. Like, Jeff Driscoll looked that bad. Well, who do you think they would pick up? Oh, uh, not Kaepernick. People are not going to want to hear it. People will not want to hear it. Oh, no. I love Sam's hot takes. These are great. What is it? Who is it? Oh, God. I think it's got to be Kaepernick. It has to be. It has I mean, to be like, I'm well, I'm rooting for Kaepernick. I don't, I, I mean, obviously, Sam. Come on. Come on. It's got to be Kaepernick. I can't think of any other free agent quarterbacks. Yeah, wait, who else is even there? I think, like, Royce Freeman, I saw, was like the four string quarterback or something. I no 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 no. It, it's good. It's I think it will be. I don't think it will happen. I think they're gonna stick to Driscoll. Yeah. That's but then also the same. This would be crazy. What if they traded for Josh Rosen? That would fail. Rosen's a draft loss. Yeah, I'm with Jack there. Rosen Rosen stinks, but he's better. He's than, terrible. He's better than Driscoll. Okay, but let's let's look. See. It all depends whether Locke is coming back. If Locke comes back after the bye, then they have to settle for. They're in playoff contention at the moment. They're only yeah, no. they're only a few wins from being in the hunt. Well, okay, but as is every team right now. But I'm just trying to but say why wouldn't why wouldn't you pick up a quarterback? Like that's my only point. Like off the way. No, I know. But then but then say Kaepernick is a stud. What do you do with Drew Locke then? I mean obviously you give Drew Locke the starting job. I, but then, I, I don't I don't think anyone's touching I don't think I would love Cap to be back in the NFL. I think that would be amazing for the whole league. But like do I think that's a realistic option no, right now? Kaepernick's never coming back to the NFL. I've already accepted Shame. that fact. Unbelievable Shame. football player. And mm-hmm. like him or not, you gotta respect what he's done on the field. I just don't think and off the yeah, field. It's a very smart move if I'm the Denver Broncos because the players respect him. And yeah. he's a guy that the team would rally around. And yeah. I really think that that's exactly what the Broncos need, some miracle man to come in and give the team hope. Sweet. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add about the NFL so far? We've, I think we safe to say we've had a great two weeks so far. I think, we, I think we've yes, gone successful, obviously, over them injuries, but everything else is going well. Yeah, I just, I just think that this is one problem. If you go straight into a season, like I think this will never happen again yeah, for any sport without any preseason games or exhibition uh-huh. games. Something yeah. is bound to happen. Players are not physically able to go into these very high speed and high intensity games without any practice. And something was bound to happen. Something drastic was bound to happen, and the NFL has seen its fair share of tragedies. I, I think it's unfair. I mean, I'm a Jets fan, but like speaking as a Jets fan, like 
I don't think I think it's unfair for the 49ers to be like, oh, you know, we're just gonna like try to sue the Jets because you know they're MetLife's turf. Like I don't think that works. Like I, that. I, I, I think MetLife's turf is something wrong with it. No, but it was approved by the NFL. I think the main issue, like you just said, is the lack of preseason games and the lack of like because all your starters are going against practice squad guys. That doesn't help. So now you're being thrown with the best of the best, and now you're expected to, you know, adjust to that so fast. I don't think that's a reasonable option. All right. Yeah. Like, I think the easy thing to do here um, is just blame the Jets. But, like, at the end of the day, you're right. Even if MetLife wasn't right, this is like a, this is a, a giant red flag to the NFL. This, like, whatever happens next season, vaccine or not, there is going to have to be some sort of preseason or exhibition games. That's just, that's all I have to say. Yep. All right, part two of today's podcast. Now we're going to get into the NBA a little bit. Um, the main focal point that I wanted, that I want us to talk about is the future of the Los Angeles Clippers, who were viewed as an obvious contender from the very beginning with the acquisitions of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George over the offseason. Unfortunately, they fell short, and now they're out, and the Nuggets are in. Um, I think it's safe to say that the Lakers will probably beat the Nuggets and move on to the finals, but it's a shame because as NBA fans, we all want to see Clippers-Lakers in the Western Finals. Wait, can I say a hot take quickly? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Anthony Davis Fire. is the best player on the Lakers. I've heard, I've actually heard that, but from so many people in the last day, I, I don't think I, it's true. I, I, I thought, think it's, I've thought of it ever since season started. I, I don't hate LeBron. I think LeBron looks better without really teammates other than that 2018 finals run. But the more I you exclude that, he, like he I needs think, a player on his team to help him. Like as I saw last think, year. Yeah, I mean, I still think LeBron's the best player in the bubble, like by far. Like personally, I I'm like a Jordan guy over a LeBron guy. I not really. Nah, a... I'm still going with Giannis. He actually was putting up strong numbers before the postseason. So obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were, you were, you were, before the postseason. Mitchell, like a lot of players. Oh yeah, obviously Damian Lillard and Booker. Like all mm-hmm. those players had good. Games no, don't don't tell me that Murray is more valuable than LeBron. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> no, that's no. No, I mean, LeBron that's is by far the most valuable player in the bubble right now. I think, yeah, yeah. Davis's stats are better, but LeBron just, he improves his teammates more than almost anyone I've seen in my entire life, besides maybe Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. But when I look at LeBron, I when I look at LeBron and I look at LeBron's greatness, the one thing that stands out to me is the amount of assists he has for the position he's playing. I think he yeah. makes his teammates better. Yeah, he scores triple doubles and he he's not, you know, obviously he he's the number one guy. He's the number one guy that they build the team around, he but he doesn't always need to be and he has all the Yeah, but he doesn't need to be that number one guy. As we saw, AD was the one that hit that shot the other night. LeBron was hyped for him. LeBron makes his team better. This Lakers team, although, you know, maybe people said they didn't have that much depth. I think the depth is there. It's it's whether you want guys like Caruso, we can Dwight Howard obviously has made himself a valuable piece of that team, so I think obviously Caruso, Rondo. Caruso, okay, we can meme Alex Caruso. That that man has talent, and yeah, 
You talk all about memes. He's still good. Yeah, he's really not that bad. Um, and then you look at the Lakers as a whole. You look at them. You look at the chemistry that they have on the court. I think they're set up for a dub this year for the whole. I think they're going to win the finals this year. This I don't think that they need between the Lakers and the Clippers. Besides the fact that the Lakers are going to win it all this year, this is kind of going to segment into the next piece. The Lakers have somewhat of a future. The Clippers have, I mean, Kawhi's great, and he is just he is just aging before our eyes. Not many people realize this. In four years, Kawhi will not be this top 10 player, top five player that we're looking at now. He's gonna get worse before our eyes. I think Kawhi's getting better by I think Kawhi's getting better by age. I'm not gonna lie there. Yeah, but he's gonna hit a point where it's just not gonna get good for him. And I think if you watch the postseason closely, I think. Oh, he had obviously like on and off games. Yeah, but 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 fatigue is setting in for Kawhi. He's not used to playing these these five consecutive games because of like the minute restrictions or whatever. Isn't it ironic how you know the whole load management thing, and now he was fatigued in the fourth quarter. It was. It was. Yes, that that was. Not in good shape. I don't think people realize this. You could. He's in good shape. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't know, man. Guys, I'm sorry. I think the biggest reason is one of the worst playoff coaches ever. Obviously, obviously, the main reason they got killed was playoff P. Okay. All right. Because thank you. Because playoff P. I mean, the fact that Paul George got a playoff after that. The, the Clippers traded everything for Paul George. Their future draft picks, their young guys, everything. They don't have a pick till 2027. That's, oh, that's crazy. Right. They, they, could kiss, they could kiss any hopes of they – can't, they can't trade Paul George for, like, like anything. They don't have picks. He wants for, to stay, though. And even if they trade picks for Paul George, they're still, like, if you, like, add and subtract the picks, they're still down picks from what they began with. So they're basically trading Paul George for nothing. If they trade him for anyone and like a, a couple picks, because they're sure they're sure as hell not getting five picks out of Paul George at the moment. So no matter what, they're losing draft picks. They have their depth is great, but they're all aging veterans besides maybe Montrez Harrell, and Montrez Harrell apparently wants gone. Lou Williams is what thirty five and aging, it's, aging it's, like it's, fine I, wine. Lou will. It's a disaster. No one is happy. There's not one guy. Well, okay. Well, see, the Clippers The Clippers put everything into this team. They put everything into this, this run. This is their final product. That's my problem. Yeah. Well they, they, well, they they were in win-now mode, and, like, it's no, almost embarrassing no, if the Clippers can't string together a championship. No season because by next season, Harold's going to be gone. I'm sure other guys are going to request trades by next season. So they're yeah. only get worse going into next season. I'm sure Jamichael Green is going to want gone. I'm he was a key part of their bench. I'm sure Morris is going to walk. I mean, it's a disaster. They're going to get worse from this season, and they already didn't even make the conference finals. Okay, I think. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, who's but the real playoff? Think- Pascal or Paul George? No, it's Paul George. Pascal it's was Paul worse. George. Pascal was worse. Pascal was terrible. I think Pascal that does not. Was worse. No, I'm sorry. That does not matter. Pascal Siakam was not. Pas, Pascal Siakam was not supposed to play the same type of role that Paul George played. I'm sorry. Pascal Siakam is an incredible. Pas, Pascal Siakam is an incredible player, but you know the Raptors they had Van Vliet. 
They had Lowry. They had a solid team. They were more of a shooting team. The Clippers, they brought in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together. They brought the two of them to be a dynamic duo. When one of them doesn't step up, the other one can't benefit. We saw that with Kawhi, okay? Kawhi didn't have that terrible of a series, okay? Obviously, it was not the type of Kawhi that we not were used to. But For him, he had a pretty terrible series. No, but if you don't have – okay, but let's just talk about sports in general. There's you. There's proof that you can't win with one player alone. But Kawhi they, Leonard no, needed Paul fair, George. That's not a fair thing to say because even without uh, Paul George, they still have Lou Williams. They still have Montres Harrell. They still have Landry Shamit. They still have Jamichael Green. Yeah, they still have- none of none of these none of these guys are like none of these guys are, are as good as Paul George, whether you like yeah, it or not. Paul George is a superstar. George, all these guys are better than the Nuggets. Come on, you really think that Montres Jamal has- Murray's better? Jamal Murray's better than Landry Shamit. Okay, come on. Lou Williams isn't that much worse than Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, okay, I don't know about in total, but Jamal Murray had an incredible playoffs. Yeah, no, he had an incredible. I'm just, I'm just talking Harry, about. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, talking about play. I'm just talking about Paul George Paul in general. He's not all on Paul George because it's not like that's a two man team who has a bunch of scrubs on the side. That's the most depth I've ever seen in an NBA roster, and they just yeah no. No, obviously, the, obviously the Clippers were known for their depth. But if you're gonna, no, this is what this is what I'm trying to say. If you're gonna trade away so many draft picks and you're gonna give away your future for two players and one of them just doesn't step up, you can see why it's gonna be very, very disappointing. And you can see, and I'm not a Clippers fan, but I'm just like annoyed with like the whole situation around there because now they have no you know future. The problem was, you know what the problem was. But but if, wait, but but do you agree with me? Do you agree yeah. with me that if you're no, gonna I, trade all your assets away, you I, I'm not I'm not asking Paul George to put up 30 points a game. I'm not asking him to carry the team, I'm not asking him to put it on his back, but I'm asking him to hit some shots. This is this is part of the problem. If you're gonna put all your eggs in one basket, which the Clippers definitely did, they traded se- pretty much seven assets. They gave up Gallinari, they gave up uh Shy, and they gave up rights to five first round picks and swaps for two. So that's that's literally equivalent to like six quality players on an NBA roster right there. I'm gonna count the two swaps. I'll give them they'll they'll benefit out of one of them. I'm gonna say so they're getting six quality players for the price of one. You could build an entire quality starting lineup for the price of one, and not only quality, you're getting young talent. So if you're gonna do that, you got to make sure this guy is incredible. And if you're gonna go and push for a championship fast. You got to make sure the dude has playoff experience at least. This dude has not been in like the finals. This dude's never, I mean, he's been in the conference finals with the Pacers when they had no shot against the Miami team. But that was when he was young. That, he wasn't that good back then. He wasn't a top 10 player in the league back then. He was young and inexperienced. He was like a most improved player. Eh, he was kind of a top 10 player, I'm not going to lie. And, they all, and all those games went to seven. Chief of series on some. I I know, but come on, you really think that if the Clippers are gonna no, they, no, they were never gonna no, they were gonna never be Miami. They yeah, they, we all know they, that. Got, that's, that's 2013 that's, Miami team. That's is not even my, that has nothing to do with this. But you got to make sure the dude that you're going in all in on has playoff experience. Like this dude has never been in a big big moment, and and it's not like yeah, maybe he went into Miami and. But did he perform when he was going against Miami? No. If he yeah. performed, no, come yeah, he on. did. If he performed really well, they would have won the series. No, they well, wouldn't. They, they the odds were against Hibbert him in the start. David West, they were not a good team. No, Obviously, it was Paul George. 
Okay, but the, the Miami but, Heat, the Miami Heat were a stacked team. No one was beating them. Finals. Well, yeah, I agree. Finals team. Like, how can you expect you? You know who they really should have tried to bring in? Anthony Davis. Oh. Why didn't they? They could have. If okay. They, they should have made an early jump on Anthony Davis. I'm not okay. Saying. No, I understand where you're going Maybe, here. Why didn't like, they get Kyrie? Why didn't they try to get no, Kyrie? No, I no, I understand where you're going here, but let's not forget that Paul George is a regarded as a superstar around the NBA. We're not bringing in Paul George because oh, you know, like oh, come on, we have to bring in Paul George instead of all Jordan's these other guys. Jordan was an MVP candidate bring, last year. You're, yeah, an MVP exactly. Kid. You're bringing you're you're not bringing in like Anthony Davis or Paul George. The Clippers. That's gave not up, the point. The Clippers that, gave up more for Paul George than the Lakers did for Anthony Davis. Yeah, so absolutely. Lakers won that trade. Lakers won that trade for sure. Yes, but I'm saying the Clippers could have given up even less and gotten Anthony Davis. Just based on the supply and demand, the Pelicans were looking to shop Davis, and they they didn't get that much out of him. Yeah, they got Ingram, they got Hart, and yeah, like that's great and all, but like look. I love how you didn't bring up Lonzo. (laughs) Yeah, you brought Lonzo. Yeah, I forgot. And what two first rounders? That's not even as much as the Clippers gave up. The Clippers gave up five picks. Shy is just as good as Lonzo, if not better. Danilo is just as good as Josh Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram is not worth five first-round picks. That's why it's pathetic that they gave You're everything right. away, and now the Clippers have no future. The Thunder and Rockets, because they traded a lot of first-round picks also. Imagine Russell Westbrook and Kawhi on the same team. I, I, that would be... That, would that be wouldn't a, work well, because Russell be Westbrook is the, the worst chemistry player Auburn and Kyrie Irving is like, listen, listen, I love listen. Westbrook, Let's, but... listen, obviously I don't want to drag this episode into three hours, but just to conclude, the Clippers are not in a good spot right now. This was, they, they gave a lot of assets up. They gave pretty much their future up for a win. Now they couldn't even get to the Western conference finals. It looks like a disaster. So any last words about the Clippers? Let's just keep it brief. But I think we covered a lot of good stuff in this episode. And I'm very actually curious to see who leaves the Clippers this offseason, who goes where, and what the future is for that team. I'm going to just wrap this up by saying Paul George is going to stay, honestly. I think it's I, – I, I, I think he will too. He wants, I doubt he'll leave. I, not, I think Kawhi's going to stay. How about that? Kawhi was never going to leave. Yeah, I don't know. Kawhi never says a word, so. I think, yeah. <laughs> And I think Harold is going to be gone. That's a huge loss. Harold's definitely going to be gone. And so is Morris. And so is Jamichael. Well, Morris is just dirt. Well, he pretty much won them a series by trying to injure Luca. But he's <laughs> he's a jerk. You know, what can no, I? No, he 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 was trying to injure Luca, and he was just trying to lie about it the whole time. Listen, whatever that whatever that was, the NBA playoffs are still going on. The NFL is starting. MLB playoffs. We're in the Stanley Cup. Sports is looking really good right now. So that's going to sign it off for this episode of Crunch Time. Jack, thanks for hopping on the pod. Um, no and problem. we'll see you guys next time. Uh, for everyone listening, we have a very special guest coming on the podcast soon. Um, for all you listeners, we're going to reveal who it is right now. Sam, if you want to reveal who it is. Buzzer beater Chris Jenkins out of Villanova. Yes, sir. She's coming on the podcast next week. It's going to be up next weekend or the weekend after. We're very excited. He's going to tell us about the moment. He's going to to tell us everything about Villanova. It's very exciting. So thank you all for the support. And we'll see you next time on Crunch Time Pod.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Crunch Time. We'll be back with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Follow our Instagram at Crunch Time Pod. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and many other streaming platforms. And we have a TikTok, so please go check that out. And we will see you next time.